Come on, people. Let's look forward now. Positivity. Away days match preview. Come on. Let's go. I get those goosebumps every time. I just have to get the big fellow off the bench. Oh Could this be their last chance now? And it comes Monster to the ground! It's gone! Oh, I'm waiting on you. Oh, 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 yeah. I get those goosebumps every time. I need the hind to throw that to the side. I get those goosebumps every time. Yeah, when you're not around, we throw that to the side. I get those goosebumps every time, yeah, 713, through the 21, yeah, I'm riding, why they on me, why they on me, I'm riding, I'm sitting low key, I'm sitting low key and I'm riding, I get those goosebumps every time, come around, yeah, you ease my mind, you make everything feel fine, worry about those times, I'm way too numb, yeah, it's way too dumb, yeah. I get those goosebumps every time. I need the hype. Here we go. Here we go. Back again uh, for another match preview um, on Loaded Mag NFC. Welcome to Away Days. And uh, yes, let's look forward um, because that was not pleasant uh, last <laughs> night. But hey. Um, a new game, a new opportunity to uh, get three points on the board. So let's do it. Uh, Tottenham Hotspur against Newcastle United. Um, boys, how are we feeling ahead of this game on Sunday? Chris, talk me through it, mate. And first of all, how are you? I'm good, mate. Yeah, I'm good. Um, so, yeah, I'm glad. Do you know what? I'm really actually quite pleased that we did that Everton reaction show um, just then because, you know, like Daz said, you know, we can shake it off. Out the system, it's done, it's forgotten like about. Yeah, I like to Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, we can we can get that out of our system, but yeah, I'm all good, mate. I'm all good. Um, really long week in work, so really looking forward to the weekend. And hopefully, Newcastle don't ruin it at our four on Sunday. Hopefully, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm feeling, I'm feeling, um, I feel like this game's got more, it's more important now. And not not wanting to put any extra pressure on the lads, but you know we really need a performance now on Sunday because they can't follow it up with a poor performance on Sunday after after last night. Um, so I'm feeling positive and I've um, I'm hopeful is what I'd say. Daz, are you as hopeful as Chris is um, with the game ahead, or you know is that performance <coughs> yesterday set a little bit of doubt in? What 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 are you thinking, fella? Well, I was depressed five minutes ago. I am absolutely optimistic now. Um, maybe I'm bipolar. I don't know what I am. Um, but yeah, uh, no, look, it's going to be a difficult game. Both sides are coming off a defeat. So uh, we both can't lose. I'll leave it at that. Um, <laughs> well, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully we don't. But um, look, I think... I think... There's an opportunity there. I, I do think the way in which Tottenham play is very different to, to Everton. And I think that might well play in our hands. And that's what I'm holding on to right now. But I'm sure we'll talk about it as the show goes on. Uh, but welcome to everyone in the chat. Welcome to everyone that's um, crossed over um, from the review show. Um, just do us a favour. Uh, first and foremost, housekeeping. Um, give us a like. Uh, and if you're not already, subscribe to the channel. Um, if you're watching this um, and you're a Tottenham fan, uh, just give us a 
give us a sub and um, show your support to the channel it means the world to us and all the algorithms and everything else on top of that but um look let's not beat around the bush let's get the the main man in um and he's been here before so you know uh all about him I, and it's marlon from the south view uh come on you spurs um podcast so welcome in martin uh, marlon sorry how you doing fella? i'm i'm good thanks i'm good you know what every time these newcastle games come around i'm always looking forward to coming on here now I, just, I, <laughs> newcastle fans, but I think after last time you i was so downbeat about spurs and i said to you guys you're going to absolutely tear us to pieces and you absolutely did but <laughs> but i'm not there anymore i've moved no. on so hopefully no. hopefully now it's going to be a bit more of an even playing field <laughs> Definitely. Um, and it definitely is because we are on an even playing field, having lost our most recent games. So we've, we've talked enough about uh, the Everton game last night at Goodison Park. But for you guys at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, I'm not going to lie, Marlon, I, I thought that was going to be a bit of a banker, you guys taking the points against West Ham. And it didn't mm. quite work out that way. Um, and West Ham snuck the win after you took the lead and. uh Look, just watching that, seeing it unfold, and then the result at the end, just what are your thoughts about that game in general? Um, I know you're probably not going to want to talk about it again, but just just for, just for the Newcastle fans uh, on this channel, just talk to us about it, mate. Look, at, at the present moment, I think for Spurs this season, I think we've had two bad games, which we'll go and sit there and go, we were awful. Been every single game this year, we're doing exactly as we've done yesterday. Start fast, be completely over the team, get an early goal, and then we can't seem to score a second. That's all it is. That's that's our biggest problem right now. We just can't seem to score a second, and it's been a problem all season. Now, if you look at the two goals we conceded yesterday, another familiar thing: mistakes. Like the first goal, you can't you can't about that. It literally hits two points, and he's standing right there and gets straight to him. And then the second goal. Mistake by our player, plays a short back pass, goalkeeper doesn't get his hand on it, and it's just they, they're walking it in the net. And that seems to be the common theme of all our goals this year. And if you look at the game that we had last year at the next mistakes that cost us in that first game, where Hugo Lloris gives it straight to Wilson. So, yeah, right now it's a case of I saw Trippier's mistake yesterday. I, was, I watched the 15 minutes of when he done it, and I was just like, I kept telling you guys. That's the trip here we had at Spurs. That was him. Wow. Right. And seeing what he's been doing in the Newcastle shirt, it's kind of, it's when he has to defend, he, this is him. And this is why when you, when we have different contrasts of what, it was all right last year, he was attacking and that's what he's good at, good at attacking. But when he has to sometimes defend and in certain situations, he switches off. And that's what, exactly what he did yesterday. So I'm not surprised that we're starting, I'm starting to see the trip here that was at Spurs. That's that's how I see him at the moment. He's great for assists and getting things, but you lot have got strikers. When he was with us, Harry Kane used to do it all by himself. Yeah. And for us right now, that hundred million pounds that we got in the summer, we're now starting to regret. He's got nobody to finish these chances. We will create so many. Look, you'll see it on Sunday. In the first 20 minutes, half an hour, we'll blow you away. But that'll be it. And Eddie Howe just needs to make a tweak. He'll see what's going on. And then we'll just fade. We'll fade in the second half. I can see it all now. <laughs> it's as easy as that, Daz. Um, 
hold them out. Of that first twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah, then and then we're, we're good. <laughs> we're, we're we're good at we're good and golden. But um, what do you, what do you make of Marlon's thoughts, Daz, with regards to Kieran Trippier? Because it's quite interesting um, saying that obviously from a Tottenham perspective when he was there, um, uh, normally making mistakes, and we haven't seen too many of them, have we? No, not, not at all. I, like that's controversial. That that opinion, Mar- 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 <laughs> It was um, controversial last time when I said it as well. So don't worry. Um, yeah, no. Uh, no, he's been he's been immense for us, and we even said in the last show he's been one of our best signings after the, the takeover and a real leader on the pitch and off it. Uh, so, and uh, you, you, yeah, you can't get away from the assists, but he's been class for us. Uh, it's just yeah, the Everton game uh, uh, yesterday just just uh, that was the first time I've, I've seen a blip in, in his copybook. But I, I'll allow him one. Sure. <laughs> you can. We had it. We had it every week with him. So it, it was uh, that's. And this uh, is what I'm saying. Like what I saw of King Trippier last year. I, like for us Spurs fans, it was complete surprise. Took us all by surprise. We were like that. If that was the King Trippier we had when Cole Walker left, we would never have sold him to Atletico Madrid. We would have kept him. He would have been absolutely brilliant. But as typical with anyone who joins Spurs, it, they become Spurs. <laughs> And they have to leave to go get their confidence back and everything like that. So, yeah, just seeing that last night, I was like, hopefully that's the trip we'll see again on Sunday if he plays. <laughs> I was, oh, I'm not going to lie, Marlon. I thought you were going to use the word Spursy then. <laughs> well, you did. I'm not allowed to. I'm not allowed to this season. I've been told. We've been told off. And basically, I, and I'll, I'll talk about Ange. Ange has completely changed our club around. Right, and when I say where we were towards the end of last year, I think a lot, think a lot of us first fans were like, "Ah, oh, here we go." But this season, even even the last five games, even though we've lost them, how how many teams will sit there and go? After, I, I was disappointed when we lost four one to Chelsea and be clapped off. Like you just don't see that. It, the, the result was so bad, you just don't see it. But Spurs at the moment, it's such a positive vibe at the club. Even after even these last four, five games or four or five games that we've had, even the Man City result, it's been a complete contrast. And I think that at the moment, for us Spurs fans, we know it's going to be a slow process. We know it's going to take time. For us, as long as our chairman backs our manager, then we can see light at the end of the tunnel. But the board at the moment, in, especially in a few weeks, and especially with these injuries that we've got as well, he's got to back him. Otherwise... We're done for. Interesting, very, very interesting. Um, speaking of injuries, um, we're we're um, <laughs> we're, we're not shy. Yeah, yeah, we, we literally are. But uh, but Chris, some positivity creeping in for Newcastle United. Um, apparently, Eddie Howe was heard saying in his because they do the the post match press conference. And then they do the right. the next game press conference when the games are so close uh, in quick turnaround. And, and Eddie Howe has said that there's a chance that Callum Wilson and Longstaff are back in the squad by Sunday, which is, is a massive, massive boost yeah. uh, potentially for Newcastle. Not confirmed, but we'll, I'm sure we'll wait and see. Like, how big would that be for Newcastle United, mate? Oh, it'd be, it'd be massive. It'd be massive, and no more so, Pete, than what you were just talking about then on the on our Everton reaction show. Anyone who hasn't watched it, watch it back. It's a bit depressing, but still great. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, when you were saying that, you know, 
Alexander Isak and, and Callum Wilson both like thrive off each other. They feed off each other um, in the competition. So having Callum Wilson back would be huge. And let, let's be honest, you know, Callum Wilson, Callum Wilson's not getting any younger, but Callum Wilson's a goal scorer. And if you give him an opportunity, invariably he'll put he'll put the ball in the back of the net. So having him back and just having just having options, lads, just having just having the option to bring a sub on would just be brilliant, you know. And if players are getting tired or he wants to shake the system up or try something different, it's it's great having those options. And at the moment we've not had that. Um, and an opportunity to give, you know, a few of the lads who've been playing relentlessly week in, week out a bit of a rest. So I'm all for that. Um the who was the second person you said, Pete? Barnes, did you say? Uh, Longstaff. Longstaff, yeah. yeah. That that's an interesting one, and I, I'm wondering. I'm I'm trying to. <clears throat> this is the thing now with Eddie Howe, isn't it? You're always trying to second guess him. Because for me, I thought the next two who were on the you know the return to fitness uh, list were probably Botman and Barnes. So the fact that he's saying Longstaff and Wilson is is interesting. But yeah, Sean Longstaff again. You know that that centre midfield um, where we work so hard, and you know the pressing game so high. Um, to have those extra legs is invaluable. Uh, and Sean Longstaff has been a miss, um, as well as Lewis Miley's done. He's been absolutely fantastic. I can't knock him. Um, to have Sean Longstaff back in there, um, it, it, again, it just it just provides us with another option. So the more bodies that come back, the better. Uh, I wasn't expecting those two names, but I, I am really, 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 really hopeful that, that is the case. Definitely. Um, we, we need those... So, sort of players back. We need them fit, fit and firing. But um, yeah, what, what are your thoughts about that, Dad? And, and, and kind of in, in addition to what Chris has said, you know, he mentioned a player that I was going to talk about, and it's it's Harvey Barnes. I'm not going to lie; I thought he'd be back by now. Like, is that yeah. is that concerning in any way for you, Daz? But just in general, you know, potentially with Wilson and and, and Longstaff back, that's. Does that change your mind in any way in terms of how we approach this game? Would you potentially look at maybe making some changes? Yeah, well, first on Barnes, first I remember seeing a picture of him at the beach or something with a walk and a dog. So I, I presume he, he's not far off uh, coming back. But we 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 need we need him back, uh, and because he hasn't really he is going to be like a new signing because he hasn't he only he only got a, a bit of a start with us. Um, Whoever comes back, though, we just need bodies to be able to to mix it up, to to be able to change a game as well. Like this, Miley has hasn't put a foot wrong, um, and uh, I'm not saying Longstaff will go straight back in there, but it's just that option to be able to switch and and f fatigue element. I agree with what you said in in the reaction show, Pete. Wilson and and Isaac do feed off each other and they challenge each other and they, they bring the best from from each other. So have just knowing that Wilson is is coming back or or starts ahead of Isaac because Isaac has has he he has kind of played within himself because he, he we kind of we he's the only striker we have apart from trying to play Gordon up there but uh yeah um the more they come back the better um and the quicker definitely um Marlon um we're gonna switch tact a little bit just because um it'd be rude not to talk about this man um how as a uh, big Ange, um, how was your mate? Um, uh, I'm just gonna try and say mate as, as many times as I possibly can, mate. Um, uh, yeah, how how has he transformed your team, uh, this season? Um, he, uh, and what do yeah. you expect moving forward in terms of you know where you see yourself in the league this season off the back of him coming in? So, 
I can't sit there and like speak more highly of this man. Like I literally can't. He, I, it took me 45 minutes of football to be turned by him. So we had a friendly against West Ham in the summer and it was our first friendly. It was all the Harry Kane rumours. It was everything. He had to deal with a lot when he came in. There was a lot going on at the club. It was literally in a mess. And it took me 45 minutes worth of football. We were 3-0 down. And I went, this is the man. I saw enough in those first 45 minutes to know that he's going to take us forward. And just seeing just the way he's come in, just seeing the ways with the media. We haven't had a personality in the media since probably Martin Yole. We just, or even Pochettino got it towards the end. Even he... That he, he's not great with the media, and we've, we're like we we you love you love it when other clubs love your manager, and that's and it's for us it's always a case of when Arsenal fans can't sit there and say a, a bad thing about our manager right now, even they like him, but it's all right liking him. It's then actually what he then brings to the football pitch, and he has brought an attacking side of football that we have not seen, probably not seen under this ownership. Like, and that goes for any man. We, not even under Poch, we have not seen this type of attacking football. But what he does, what he's been so great in, he's that he's interacted with the fans. He has done everything we kind of want from a manager. And I think that's the biggest thing right now. And there was a, like, that, just lifting that big cloud that we had in that summer. Like, we thought we were going to go on a merry-go-round where we have to interview 11 managers again and all of them rejecting us because they can't get on with the board and what they're asking for. But he's come in. He's done exactly what he said. Even, even at the beginning, when we were top after 10 games, he went to the fans, don't get carried away. Some, it, You know, it, I, this is not sustainable and everything like that. And then that one game against Chelsea five games ago and everything's just collapsed around us. Mm. But... At the end of the day, it's the apart from the Wolves game in like in in that last five games, we've been in it. Every single game we've been in it, and if not, should have probably won against Chelsea at two one. Nine men, Bentoncourt, Son, both missed chances. Right, we got nine men, and with it, it could have ended two two. Um, Wolves was just I won't even go into it. Villa. Villa were completely. Villa probably came out of that game and went, "How the hell did we get three points?" <laughs> right. Man City kind of went. First half we were terrible. We were bad, but he managed to keep it going. And I don't know what Man City, but Man City took when Doku went off. Man City's game completely changed, and everything just fell into our favour. And it was literally again we played great football, and that's the key thing right now. It's so entertaining, but it reminds me a lot of Kevin Keegan back in the day. You just don't know. If you're going to win four three or lose four three, and that and that is the way it is at the moment. Um, and I went to the Liverpool game, the VAR incident, but you could tell the atmosphere with everyone. Everyone's on the same page, and that's the biggest thing right now of our club. The results are secondary. Just getting us back as a fan base and United was a big key thing, and he's done that. And the one thing we all said in the summer is once if we have injuries, we're going to collapse. And that's exactly what's happened. We've collapsed. Um, but we haven't collapsed in the way that we're getting smashed. It's just a case of we're not finishing off our chances. And that's all it is. We just That's why I said £100 million down the drain because we knew he was going all summer. We knew he was going the summer before. And all we did, we didn't replace him. We just haven't replaced him at all. And that's the biggest thing. And it wouldn't surprise me because I think, from the sounds of it, I don't think Sun's going to be playing Sunday. So... 
for you guys, I'm like, if Richarlison's <laughs> going to be playing up front, oh, here we go. But it wouldn't surprise me if it's one of them games Richarlison turns up for. Yeah, yeah. And it, it'll just be the, 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 what he does. Yeah. Everyone's yeah. hoping Sun's out, but Sun's been awful the last few games. He's been awful. So, actually, Richarlison's not really played. And actually, this might be the game where he comes in and he is the man up top. I'm not going to say it's going to happen because he's been awful too. But Sun hasn't been great for us. He hasn't. And I can't even say that I'm slightly confident going into Sunday. But I just don't know. I just, I, to be honest, it doesn't matter who's up top for us at the moment because we'll create it. Someone just needs to finish it. And we need to have another Man City where we, we get all three chances and we score. That's what needs to happen. Marlon, you said that some might be out. Rashadon might come in and have a worldie. Yeah. I'm willing to take that chance. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I agree. I'm right. agree. willing to take that chance. If Son is not in there, he's 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 capable of whipping and bending the ball into the top corner from absolutely nothing. Yeah, no, Garnison I, I, yeah. is more than capable of getting the ball and whipping it and bending it into Rose Ed. And I'll take that all day long. <laughs> I'm gonna lie. Um, but yeah, um, we were gonna we we're gonna talk about it to be fair, because um I sent something to the lads um, earlier on, and um, oh, I've lost it. Um, I'll try and find it in just a second. Yeah, it was just a picture of um, of Son because we were going to bring him up as a topic of conversation, and it did look like he was in significant pain. I don't yeah. know because I didn't watch the game myself, Marlon. So yeah. you might be able to fill in the gaps here. But it, um, he, he got some sort of injury and he got brought off. Um, when you were still chasing the game, which rings alarm bells to me, because normally if you're trying to get back in the game, you keep Son on the pitch, but they had to bring him off. And there was an image going around, I think of a fan, um, looking at the the, um, the dugout and he's wincing in pain and he's in yeah. a lot of pain and you can tell, and it didn't look good. And I think, you know, just just from that, what, what actually happened in that situation? Do, do you know? So I don't, well, we don't know exactly what's happened, but I think it's just a case of he's played too many games. Um, and that, and that's and that's the thing. He's He was injured for South Korea anyway. He got injured while playing for them. And he wasn't, we thought, he, when he came back, we wasn't sure if he was going to play, I think, I can't remember who we had now, um, the Villa game. We weren't even sure if he was going to play against Villa. But he right. came back, he said, he's okay, he's fine. And he did play South Korea's next game. And I think it's starting to catch up with him. Um, and because, again, we haven't supplied, we haven't had Richarlison for the last three or four weeks either. So we've only had Sun. And this is the problem now that we're going to have the same problem we had with Harry Kane. We're just going to over overplay these yeah. players until they can't walk. And I think Sun's in that situation. But the problem that Sun has, well, it's not really a problem, that he's he's the main man for South Korea, right? And he's not going to say he's not going to play for them. So he has to travel. He's traveling back because it lands back on a Friday. He's got one day with the team, if that, if they do they do training in the morning, and then usually he's got the game on the Sunday because we've been having Sunday games. But sometimes he's having to come back and he's playing the next day. It's, it's look, you can be on how much you want a week, but you can't factor in that. Even our South American players, they can't even they when they come back, it's just too late. And I remember, I think Arsene Wenger said it. He used to always drop them because he said there was no point in them trying to play the next game because they weren't going to be at full capacity. Yeah, uh, you know, you know what, um, and and Chris, as you might recognise this, well, remember under Rafa Benitez, Rafa Benitez used to do exactly the same with us, like our international players that that were playing abroad, 
Um, it was like, I think it was, was it, was it, who was it? Was it Colaccini? It might have been at one point. And there might have been, no, it wasn't Colaccini. Um, who was it? It was playing international football away. And he dropped him. It was one or two. It was definitely Mitro, I think, at one point, because he dropped him and he played Gale in response. But there was another, it was another, it was in our season that we came back up to the Premier League. I can't think on top of my head who it was, but there was a, there was one or two players who's gone international duty. And he used to, he used to, when they came back, he never used to play them. We'd go, why are you not playing them? Like, you need to play these guys. Mm. And he just wouldn't. Um, I can't remember. Wanda. That. Might have been Wanda. Yeah, great shout. Um, yeah, great shout. I was trying to think who it was. Um, and, and, and Rafa Benitez was really good with that because actually that other player, he had two weeks to coach and work through a tactics with and then he'd be able to play him for that game and then bring the other guy in once he's had a little bit of rest. And and, and it worked really, really well in that situation. So it, it's, it's a sign of good management. But like you said, you've got to have the players um, in order to be able to do it. Now, look, we'll, um, we'll, we'll get up the league table. We'll just have a little... Um, quick look at the league. It's close. Yeah, hold on one second. There we go. So, at this moment in time, there's a point separating us. Um, Tottenham in fifth. Um, Looking looking at those reds. There's a number of reds there um, uh, for for that form recently. But um, And then we've got Newcastle, who really and truly should have, should be on 29 points right now. Um, I'm still not over it. I'm sorry, guys. I'm just not. Uh, it's going to take. It's going to go. You know, you know what we got. We know where they beat us a couple of years ago, and I was. At, I think me and Chris, we were both at Goodison, mm. and we had the old um, oh, that that protester chained himself the, to the, the yeah. Post. Yeah, stop oil. Yeah, the Awobi Bond nil. Yeah. Oh, mm. I've only just got over that. Yeah, and I think I got over that when we smashed them four one last season. This yeah. is going to take just as long. I'm not going to lie. Um, however, we're seventh from the table. 26 points on the board. Um, Tottenham, 27. What is your aim of this season, Marlon? Where do you see genuinely see yourself finishing by the end of the season from where you're at right now? So, that, and it's a great question because at the beginning of the season when Ange came in and selling Harry Kane the day before the season started, a lot of us said ninth, 10th, even 8th. But the start that he had on our first 11, that first 11 can compete with anybody, like anybody in the league. And they've, they've shown it, apart from City, which they didn't get a chance to, right? They've shown that they can compete with anybody because we, we played Arsenal off the park in yeah. at, at the Emirates, right? Again, our own mistakes, letting them score. Um, Liverpool, yes, VAR played a big part in it, but we still played well enough to do what we had to do. Right, and Liverpool were hard to break down. This is what people don't realize about that game. Everyone goes, Oh, you couldn't beat Liverpool with nine men. But if you go and stick six defenders, Liverpool quality defenders behind the ball, you need quality. And we can't cross the ball, we can't cross the ball to save our lives. Right? So if Richarlison does play and we're trying to whip balls in the box, you'll be there all day just heading them out. Lascelles and all that will be just having a joke. It'll be literally, you know, they can have a cigarette if they want because it's literally we can't cross. But for us, once we get our 11 back February, because, again, we're going to be missing players in January to the AFCON and Asia. <laughs> um, so we've literally got a month where we've got, I think we've got two games, an FA Cup game, and we're just literally hoping everyone comes back fit. So if we can get through that, 
and still be about eighth or ninth, I think we'll I think we'll go on a run to the second part of the season. And then I think we've got you guys, City, um, I think it's Chelsea, or is it Chelsea or Liverpool within a, in April? That's going to be a defining month for us. Because everyone goes, this run coming up was going to be our hardest. No, we, we saw April and went, Mm-mm. April's going to be our hardest month, right? Especially to know where you guys are by then as well, right? Liverpool, I think, will be going for the title. I, I, I predicted them to win the title from the beginning. So for us, as long as our 11 can stay fit, I think we'll make top four. If they can't, I think we'll, if we end up with the situation we're in now, I think we'll make six or seventh. Interesting. Interesting. Um, look, I'll, I'll come to you guys. Uh, Dad, I'll come to you. Yeah, looking at Tottenham, uh, looking at what they've done this season so far, um, do you agree with, with Marlon? Do you think it'll be around six or seventh, or do you think they'll be fighting a little bit higher up in the league? Well, I'm going to borrow your phrase, Pete, and I'm just going to say, I'm not going to lie. And Marlon, I'm sorry, but at the at the start of the season, I predicted Spurs down there where Chelsea are in, in tenth. I, I I was absolutely shocked with yeah. with Ange and what 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 he did. Absolutely blown away. And I, I knew it wouldn't continue, but I, what what a, what a start to the season you guys have had. And that that keep will will we'll keep you there thereabouts in the mix for for uh, i'm not going to say champions league places but the european spots and i think that that's what uh and spending a bit of that mo- money if, if daniel levy lets let's go uh, some of that that cash that he won't want to part with uh in in january um j- just to, to keep you in the mix for european competition but uh yeah i, I can i can see finishing in in in, in six seventh kind of spot uh yeah that'd be, be about right for me with spurs chris any higher, any lower? I feel like I'm playing uh, Bruce's prices right now. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, what, what, what are you thinking with with them with, um, with Tottenham? In? And do you see us in a direct battle for for those for for any particular position this season? Mm. Yeah. Um, well, to start off with what Daz did as well, I've got to be honest, Marlon. I I didn't give you a hope and help this season. Yeah, we did. Um, no, I <laughs> genuinely, genuinely didn't. <laughs> Yeah, mate. Honestly, Kane's huge, and then bringing in you know someone who's had a lot of success in Celtic, not just Celtic, but you know, I thought everyone was jumping on the bandwagon a little bit, and then obviously you know you had a a good start, and it was like yeah, the wheels will come off soon, the wheels will come off soon, and then obviously you've kept going and going and going, and yes, you're going through a bit of a difficult period at the moment, but like you say, you you have faced a lot of injuries like ourselves. Um, In terms of where I see Tottenham, um, I think. I think that you know you will you will still be up there, but I think that you like the pace will slow down a little bit. So like I I do I agree with what you're saying. I think I think Tottenham realistically this season can finish anywhere between fourth and seventh. Mm-hmm. I think it will be somewhere around there. Um, you know, depending on any signings you make in January, depending on the injury crisis, which hopefully improves for you. I think you know you've got you've got a good squad, a good squad of players, and there's some players who've come in uh, that I'm just brought in who you know particularly impressive. I think you know I think that I think it, I think things are looking up for Tottenham, and I think Tottenham could be one to keep look keep a lookout for next season in terms of you know really really pushing a bit a bit like what Villa are doing at the moment. You know Villa have spent a lot of money, and all of a sudden it all seems to be piecing together. Um, but yeah, I think anywhere between fourth and seventh for Tottenham, which I think, and Marlon, tell me if I'm wrong, I think a lot of Tottenham fans would would take that and be happy with that. Yeah, no, I no agree because I think 
I think the first 10 games kind of blinded us a little bit and we were like, we're being stupid and just going, oh, and title, 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 right? But then the injury crisis did kick in and now we're looking at it going, actually, if we look at where we were day before we played Brentford, a lot of us were going, no, it's not going to happen. Harry Kane's gone, we're done. But to be fair to James Madison, what a signing. I'm so glad that you guys didn't get him. Oh, <laughs> oh, we Why? just got over it. No. <laughs> I'm not over it. I'm not. I wanted to see him do this in black and white. This is what I wanted to see. Uh, that's cut him off. Cut him off. <laughs> I, tell, I tell you now, right? Like a lot of us first fans, when we signed him, we thought, yeah, he's going to be good, right? We knew he was going to be decent. He was going to be a good sign in. But it's one of those situations you don't realise how good he is until you see him in your shirt and in the flesh. And he, I think a lot of it's been helped by Harry Kane going as well. Because I said, if Harry Kane was here, I don't think we'd see the same James Madison and people going out, why? I said, go look at England. A lot of the positions that James Madison takes up for Spurs is where Harry Kane is. So James Madison won't need to be there because Harry Kane's doing it. And he, he mm. that's just Harry Kane's game. But him and Son have struck up such a partnership, it's wow. unreal. Um, and that sometimes is what's been getting us over the line. And I think if you go and watch the game against Luton where we scored, 10 men, a piece of brilliance, a piece of magic. We ain't had that for years since Ericsson left. So for me, James Madison's been brilliant and he's probably been the biggest miss in the last five games. And that's the reason why we've completely dropped off. Because I think even if we had all the injuries, but Madison was still around, I think the Villa game and West Ham game are completely different outcome. Mm. Mm. Can, I, can I just ask you that quick, Marlon? Mm -hmm. um, do you think Harry Kane will ever return to Tottenham? <sighs> yes, I do. I think after he's done with Bayern, I think he's going to have two years there. Um, I think he'll win, obviously, the league this year. I've got a feeling they're going to win the Champions I, I said now that they've got him, they'll win the Champions League. I said, if you watched Bayern Munich last year against uh, Manchester City, everyone forgets how good they were. They just couldn't finish their chances. They had Chupa Monting up front. Let's be honest, he couldn't cut it for Stoke. <laughs> and yeah. he wasn't really he great for Paris. He wasn't great for Paris Saint-Germain, right? No. But he was just having a decent season for Bayern because it was Bayern, right? But Harry Kane, if it, we, and a lot of Spurs have tuned, tuned into Bayern in the last few weeks as well this season. And they're just a different animal. A completely different animal with Harry Kane. And we try telling people he's world class, but now people are starting to see it because of the numbers he's now pulling up in Germany for Bayern. He's outscoring Lewandowski and he's outscoring Haaland in Germany. But because now he's doing it for a big club, people are starting to take note. Um, but yeah, for me, I think give it two, three seasons, he'll be back and he'll be back at Spurs. I can't see him going anywhere else. I can't really see him going anywhere else. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, won't be, be surprised. Won't be surprised. He'll, he'll want that Premier League record before. Oh, before his yeah. Career, so. And he ain't got. Like, I said to people when we were selling him, if he goes and spends two, three years in Germany, he's he's going to be thirty-three. If he plays until he's 36, 37, he only has to score ten goals a season. <laughs> he doesn't have to do that, and he can score ten penalties. Like, yeah. and that's the other thing. Spurs haven't had a penalty since he left. <laughs> so <laughs> mad. Fifteen games, yeah. no penalties. Yeah. The, the the only way you the only way that doesn't happen is if you buy a top level striker to be yeah, yeah, yeah. your in replacement. Yeah. Well, you want, what, what you've got right now. Daniel Levy. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> Look at it. I'll give you an example. Gareth Bale. We never replaced Gareth Bale. You know who we replaced Gareth Bale with? Gareth Bale. When he Gareth came Bale. Back. <laughs> so it'll be the same with Harry Kane. <laughs> Yeah, you're not wrong. Uh, look, let, let's get to the um, let's get to the match now, and let's talk. Um, let, let's talk about the match in detail. But of course, the, way, the only way we do that on away days is um, starting with a few stats. Magic Double Stato, Keith Roll, how are you uh, this Friday evening? Um, and what stats have you got for us this week? Uh, Tottenham away, tough game, tough game. Absolutely tough game. I have scaled the uh, Skywalk as well one time as well. You know, oh, so wow. it's linking um, I've just about recovered from last night's match, so I've uh, got some <laughs> stats ready here. Um, Newcastle's record against Spurs since 93-94, they've played 56 times, won 24, drawn 8 and lost 24. So very almost identical yeah. stats there. Always lots of goals in this fixture, 177 since 93-94, 89 goals to Newcastle. 88 to Spurs, very identical there almost. Spurs have got a better defensive record than Newcastle with 15 clean sheets to six for Newcastle. There hasn't been a nil-nil draw, what I call the White Hart Lane, since Supermac was playing in 1971. Um, and Newcastle's record at White Hart Lane, or the new Tottenham Hotspur Stadium since 93-94, the won 11 games drawn three and lost 16 and that 11 away wins is the best records that Newcastle have got um, since uh, in the Premier League with West Ham. So they've got a great record down there. Um, and um, they've had a better recent record away record at Spurs as well with five wins, one draw and five defeats compared to the home record where they've only won three, drawn two and lost six. Um, goalkeepers, um, Tottenham Vicario, he's got four clean sheets in 15 games this season for Tottenham. Martin Dubravka, he's managed one clean sheet in seven games against Spurs that he's played. Um, moving on to the outfield players, uh, Lewis Miley, um, became the sixth youngest player in Premier League history to start four consecutive games, along with the likes of Cesc Fabregas, Luke Shaw, Wayne Rooney, Nigel Koski, and um, Gareth Barry. So in good uh, company there is uh, Lewis Miley. Um, against no side has Joe Linton scored more Premier League goals than he has against Tottenham. Three goals there he scored against uh, Tottenham. Remember, he's first as well. Um, Sun Hyun-min, um, is a top scorer for Tottenham. No surprises there this season with nine goals. Um, he's scored four goals and assisted two goals in 14 games against Newcastle. 
Um, Dejan Kulusevski and Christian Romero, they've got three goals as well for Tottenham this season. And moving on to the managers, Eddie Howe, his managerial record against Spurs, uh, managed 13 games, won three, drawn two and lost eight. And um, after a good 10-game unbeaten start of the season, Ange Postecoglou um, is currently uh, in his longest winless run um, in British football since he came to Britain with Celtic. One draw and four defeats in that five-game winless run. This next little section I'm calling Away Day Blues for Newcastle. Newcastle have won just one of their past nine away games in the Premier League with uh, the one win being the 8-0 victory at Sheffield United. And it dovetails nicely with the last time they won away at the end of last season with uh, the 4-1 thrashing at Everton. And Newcastle are now fifth bottom in the away form league in the Premier League. Only Sheffield United, Nottingham Forest, Luton and Burnley have a worse away record than Newcastle this season. Um, some general stats to round off. Yesterday's home defeat to West Ham meant that Spurs are the first side in history to win five consecutive games after going 1-0 up in all of those games, um, whilst also losing three games at home in a row, having opened the scoring. The last time Spurs lost three in a row at home um, was back in 2008. The last time they lost four games in a row was back in 2004 when they lost to Man United, Bolton, Charlton and lost to Arsenal in a 5-4 thriller. Um, in the Premier League history, only Arsenal versus Tottenham with 88 goals. Liverpool versus Newcastle with 87 goals has seen more first-half goals than Newcastle versus Tottenham with 86. So, yeah, there's loads of goals in this game. Um, Tottenham have won their past three home games against sides that have finished the previous season in the top four. So that's where Tottenham have really improved this season, um, which was as many as the previous 16. So they are making significant improvements, Tottenham. And Tottenham have lost both of their Premier League games against Newcastle last season. They haven't lost more consecutively against them um, since a run of six games that they lost between 2006 and 2008. And that rounds off your stats tonight. Great well, stuff, Keith. Always, Keith. Brilliant stuff. Love it. Um, try it out. Come on, let's keep the positivity going. Let's keep yeah. The positivity yeah. Going. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, look, let, let's flip to very quickly um, the tactics board. Um, if you, there it is. Wonder where it was for a second. Um, let's have a look at the tactics board uh, and see um, from your perspective, Marlon, what team you think you're going to pick now. Obviously, with the number of injuries, uh, it's not <laughs> straightforward. Um, so, who do you think? Uh, and by the way, Daz, I've not got Hugo Lloris in the squad, so don't worry about it. <laughs> don't tell me he's in our squad either, Pete. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not even on 17 grand a week, wouldn't have him. No. <laughs> <laughs> Just an inside joke, Marlin. But uh, who's your team and how are you setting up on Sunday uh, with the squad that you've got available? Uh, it's pretty much going to be the same as what we saw probably last night. So Vicario will be in goal, Poro will be right back. Um, Romero, Davis, and Doggy will be across the back. 
Um, Romero, Davis, and Doggy. Uh, what have you made of uh, uh, Doggy? Has he come in? He's um, he's been Sorry. getting rave reviews from um, from lots of Tottenham fans. He what, he he's excellent. He, what makes he, him so good? He so the way he plays the inverted left back, and that's what we have to call it now, the inverted left back. And there's only mm. two other teams that do it: Arsenal and Man City. Right, the way they get their fullbacks to come in and they're literally centre midfielders, and then when they need to be wide, they need to be wide. Now, when Arsenal fans were doing the one to eleven and they were saying there's no Spurs player that can get into the eleven, I knew straight away that none of them would watch Spurs for this season, and that's why they were so surprised when we turned up at the Emirates and did what we did, because Dogi is better than Shinchenko. He defends better and he does go forward better. Yes, Dogi um Shinchenko has a better cross, but that is it. He can defend, he can come back, and he's quick. Mm. What you find when Madison was around, a lot of the attacks were Madison, Doggy, and Son. And they were free for where Doggy was. And all it took, it, and that's where that's our right hand side is weaker, was weaker than our left. And at the present moment, you, when your Doggy kind of went, fell off as well in the last couple of games where he's been suspended, it was kind of like we need him back. But he is such a good left back. He's going to be unreal. And he's only getting better. He's, he's still really young. I think he's like yeah. 21, isn't he? Yeah, he's 21. Is it, yeah. Do you find that sometimes this season he's been a little bit rash? Um, not, no, a, yes. Well, that Chelsea game, yes. <laughs> I, can't, I can't even defend him <laughs> for that. But no, because I look at, I take the Arsenal game as a, a prime example. He literally got booked in the first five minutes and all Spurs fans were like, oh my God. And Saka was literally tearing him a new one. And then all of a sudden, Saka just stopped playing. And, and I think it was because Yudogi went, I can't make the tackle. I'm going to have to be clever. And I think it was Van der Ven at the time said, I'll cover you. They literally had a conversation after five minutes and that was it. And I think that's the biggest thing at the moment. He hasn't got the Van der Ven behind him. So he's getting exposed a little bit at the moment with Ben Davis there, but it's going to happen because of the way we're trying to play football. But yeah, all I'm going to say is in about two, three years time, everyone's going to be chatting about how good of a left back he is. And I won't be surprised if teams come circling for him, especially like a Man Z. Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. So, well, what, what's the midfield looking like? Um, <laughs> Have we got anybody? Uh, it's a Benson. <laughs> so, Basuma will be in there. Okay. I think he's going to bring in Saar because Saar played, came on yesterday. And I feel like Basuma's not been the same since Saar's been injured either. But they, they play together. And they, they play together. More yeah. defensive or just... So he'll just sit just in front. So it'll just be like a line, basically. Just there, that, and that's perfect. Yeah. Okay. I think... So this is where I've been having a bit of a conundrum. Now, for me, I think he's going to play Lacelso, and he's got to play Lacelso. Lacelso's been our best player in the last three games. And every time he's... If, <laughs> you might not know. This is what's going to happen on Sunday. He'll bring him off on the 60th minute. He'll be 1-0 up. And then you guys will score as soon as he brings off Lacelso for skip. He's just done it in every game. So Lacelso would just play in front. Around here? Yeah, around there. Okay. You'll have so this is where I'm debating what he's gonna do with Brennan Johnson and Kulazewski. Um we're all hoping that he puts Brennan Johnson on the right and he puts Kulu okay. on the left. Okay, what's the thinking in that? So Brennan Johnson is so more, what's the word? He's much better on the right he has been than he has been on the left. He goes missing when he goes on the left and he doesn't get in very good positions. 
And we're better off when we've got the ball that they're both players are not cutting back. Yeah. They're better off when they literally have to get behind and they're putting the ball across. And I think our first goal against, was it? No, Wolsey scored. There was a game where Villa was a prime example where he was on the right and he was literally making run, run, runs. And then we had to move him on the left because of injuries. And we just stopped playing again. So hopefully that's what he'll go with. And because of the injury to Son, I think Richarlison will be up top. Okay. Interesting. Uh, interesting team there. Um, Chris, I'll come to you. Uh, what we're going for with uh, with Newcastle United? Um, any surprise involvements? You you normally do like a surprise now and again. <laughs> I think maybe something might happen. But but what are you thinking this time? We we're such a short turnaround as well. Yeah, do you know what? I you're right. I do love a surprise. Um... But I'm afraid the only surprises I see this weekend uh, on the bench. I think we'll see some surprises on the bench. Or I hope we see some surprises on the bench. But for me, Pete, it's a very easy lineup. Um, so I think it'll be Martin's Bavkin goal. Yeah. I think it'll be Tino Livermento at left back. Okay. I think it'll be um, Fabian Shah and Jamal Lascelles at centre back. Yeah. And it will be Kieran Trippier at right back. Um, in the holding position, um, I think we'll go with Bruno Gomeres. Yeah. Um, just in front of him to the right will be Lewis Miley or Louis Miley. Uh, Louis Miley. Uh, to the left, just in front of Bruno, will be Joe Linton. Yeah. And then left wing. He'll be a big player. Yeah, he'll be a big he will. player. For us. He will. He will. He's gonna. He's gonna come up against a more ferocious. I would call it more of a more ferocious Tottenham midfields because I think Basuma and Saar both very leggy, um, like to get about the pitch. So it will be a different battle to the one that he faced against Everton, in my opinion. So it'll be interesting to see how that battle works out. I think Anthony Gordon will be left wing. Okay. Uh, well, oh, there we go. Uh, I think Miggy Almiron will be right wing wing. And Alexander Isak through the middle. Interestingly, boys, and we didn't speak about this on the Everton reaction show. Um, I quickly realised within about five or ten minutes why Miguel Almiron doesn't play on the left. <laughs> quickly realised that. Um, whenever you know we 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 play with inverted wingers, don't we? And whenever they want to cut in, we all know Miguel Almiron hasn't got a right foot, and that's exactly why Miguel Almiron doesn't play on the left. But yeah, I just thought I'd add that in. Yeah, he's um he's easily he's easily dealt with. Because you, you just force him, you just force him down the line, and yeah. uh, you either put the ball out for a throw in, or he, he's not the best of crosses, so his cross isn't yeah. going to be strong enough to create anything. Because that's kind of the downside. Um, Daz, I'll come to you, uh, and then uh, Keith, you have free reign to <laughs> the both, the both of them. Um, so yeah, uh, look, in terms of lineup, uh, anything you would change. Um, but actually, interesting, um, interesting question. You know, would you, in any way, shape, or form, um, switch Trippier for, for Livramento, knowing who's on the right or left, or would you would you stick with what with what it is currently? No, I definitely stick with with Trips uh, where he is on the right and Livramento on the left. Um, yeah. Uh, so I ruled that out straight away. I, I don't see Hall coming in there and sell the Romento and and, and resting trips uh, either. Even though Marlon 
hate him from his uh, days at Spurs. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, the only the only uh, I'd agree with Chris's team. My only doubts are is, as Yano put in the chat as well is Lascelles who who got a knock with would Craft come in there. He came on the pitch as well to replace him in that game. Mm. Um, I hope not. I hope it hope it's Lascelles. I think it's. I don't think we'll we'll see Alex Murphy in there from the start or anything like that. So <laughs> I get too excited about that one. Uh, then it's the question of. I, I think what Chris has gone with it would, would be correct. But uh, if if uh, Longstaff is back, it'll probably be from the bench. We'll see him. And if yeah. Wilson is is back, we'll probably be from the bench as well. But that even that factor alone could be a massive for us because we could, we'd have the opportunity to switch it up, uh, get a bit more uh, energy in there. Uh, but uh, and just the, the threat uh, for for Isaac then that Wilson is, is, is knocking on the door uh, and you could be out in your ear again for a while. But yeah, I think it's going to be like that. Even though it's it's the was it the fifth game in a row potentially with the same team apart from Dubrovka. Um, but yeah. That was uh, a line with Chris. Okay, another question for uh, for you guys um, from a Newcastle perspective. Um, there's there's been a lot of talk, and to be fair, Fox has put it in the chat actually. So I'll, I'll shout out you, Foxy, for this. Um, really interesting about the Lewis Hall situation. Seems like how really doesn't want to trigger that clause. Um, to make the deal permanent. The, the thing that I don't understand about that is that the clause was always there. They talked about that in the summer, that there was a clause that they had to meet certain requirements for that deal to be triggered. But that, in our, that aside, could you see someone like Lewis Hall coming in um, and, and potentially potentially playing um, uh, some part, whether it's in midfield or whether it's um, at left-back? Because... You know, having a natural left back is the aim for Newcastle United, and he does need some minutes at some point. Or do you do you just think there's a reason why he's not really getting many minutes at the moment? We we, we touched about the Christmas. I touched on this in the, the kind of start towards the start of the reaction show, but um, we were kind of saying it was it was linked to would we would we rest trips and then move Livermore to the right and bring Hall in, and we, we were kind of saying that yeah, it's not against Spurs. Who are challenging for in the top seven along along with ourselves? We want higher higher aims, of course. And this Champions League game, this this uh, do or die Champions League game, not the, the best time to, to start him. I, I I would trust him, but but uh, I don't think so. I'd rather see him in in the, the game against Fulham that you, you throw him in there and uh, to, to do that experiment, and then maybe rest trips if trips needs uh, a rest. But Chris, maybe you have something different you want to say. No, I, I agree with you, mate. I think, I think, I think Lewis Hall's a project, isn't he? For me, I think Lewis Hall is somebody who's shown a lot of potential. Um, you know, we, we, I think it was actually me, actually, who said on the show that after the uh, Man City game, I could see why um, he's predominantly been, you know, uh, credited with being a left back because I don't think he is a central midfielder. You probably could play him up where Gordon is on the left wing, um, but I think he's he's probably a player who just needs a little bit of time. And he needs to be placed in a team that is fully firing and where we have options. And at the minute, maybe Eddie Howe doesn't feel like this is the right moment for him. Like, you know, he's only a young lad. With, you know, we can't forget he's really, really young. And what we don't want to do is shatter his confidence or, you know, ruin any potential that he has to become, you know, a permanent Newcastle signing and the future left-back. Um I, I do hope we do sign Lewis Hall, um, and I, I do think there's a lot of promise there. And we saw in some of the performances he gave for Chelsea, you know, he, he looked a real a real player. 
But um, I do wonder, I do wonder whether the second half of the season is going to be his time. Um, and then we'll start to see Lewis Hall really getting some game time. You know, we've got a lot of games coming up. As I keep saying, the quadruple is still on, boys. Um, <laughs> so we're going to have to vest some players. And if there's an opportunity, you know, to give um, to give Lewis Hall some minutes, then brilliant. But maybe a game like this wouldn't be the best time, um, especially if, you know, the likes of Livermento and Trippier are still okay fitness-wise. I just don't think he'll throw him in the mix. No, it's an interesting one. Keith, from your perspective, anything with regards to the lineup, but in particular, you've got Jamal Lascelles, you've got um, the, the Lewis Hall situation. Um, is Have you got a different opinion from what Daz and, and Chris have said on, on either of those things? I'm afraid at the moment it's cut and paste FC, isn't it, at the moment? Uh, <laughs> in the game. Uh, but... Uh, I agree with the assessments, really, you know, about the only change I could see maybe making is if there's a question mark or a doubt about uh, Lascelles, you know, and, and going with Kraft, really. I mean, I hope that it isn't, because I think um, Lascelles has done quite well, you know, deputising for Botman in Botman's absence. Um, I don't think Paul will appear in this fixture. I think maybe it might be. I mean, he may have come on as a sub at some stage, but I'd be more likely to think maybe that home game coming up against Fulham, maybe, if you're going to be playing them, as opposed to a game like this or the Champions League game and putting the expectation on them. Yeah. It was, um with, with the show, it was apparently it was a dead leg. Um, mm. And obviously, it's, it's not massively serious, but obviously when you've got a quick turnaround of games, it's hard to kind of get get past the dead leg. But you would expect with the, the physios and the staff they've got in Newcastle that they could try and certainly make things um, playable for Lascelles. I mean, uh, for me, I, I just don't see a dead leg keeping Lascelles out of the team um, for, for a game like this. I do fully expect him to play. He might have some discomfort, um, but I, I do fully expect him to play. Um, and, yeah, and there was a concern over um, Gordon in the previous game as well, the Man United towards the end of the Man United game before, but he was still there at the Everton game, wasn't he? So yeah, he's got his, he got yeah, I think it was like a, a hip complaint. But um, yeah, Marley, from your from your perspective, anything from Tottenham and where where do you see us? Uh, where, where where do you see from your perspective? Where do you see you getting the better of us um, uh, on the pitch? Like how what, what style of play is it going to be? Um, and you know, is there going to be a, a big moment in the game that you're going to capitalise? In your opinion, your goalkeeper, that Nick Pope not being there, um, and a lot of the goalkeeper, like Ratka, he's okay, he's okay-ish. But I think the goalkeepers that we've faced in the last couple of games have had to pull off big saves in big moments. Mm. I don't think he's going to do that. And if I, if Nick Pope was playing, I'd be a bit more worried. Um, so I think the goalkeeper is going to be a slight issue. And I think if we have got Saar back, it's going to be our midfield. I think we'll overrun Gamirez, Smiley and Joe Linton in that midfield. And that's what we've been into most teams. It, and I, Ed, like I said, Eddie Howe's going to have to make a tweak in that second half if we do. And if he makes a direct tweak, it will switch it back in your favour. But I think that's where we're going to get the most joy in that middle of the park. Because it won't be 
Basuma and Saar, it'll be Poro, it'll be Udogi, it'll be Romero coming in, and that's going to be the bit you're going to you're going to see from Spurs. It won't be those three that you're playing up against, and it's whether Joe Linton, Miley, and Gamera can cope with that. Um, and I'll be completely honest, most teams haven't so far. <laughs> it's just we've missed chances. Marlon, I thought you were only going to play it for twenty minutes. But that, it would, and that's it. It will be the first twenty minutes, and then we'll we'll let you back into the game, and then that will be it. it would, but it depends on Eddie Howe because has he got? Because every other team that we played in the last few weeks have had players to bring on. Like Villa were able to bring on um, Bailey. Take off was it Bailey? Look, um, yeah, take off yeah. Bailey because the RB was just yeah, yeah. and yeah. Was, and was able to make that slight change. West Ham were able to make the tweak last night as well. You guys don't have the players at the moment. You're a bit in a situation like us, and that's the thing where I'm getting. A, that's why I'm slightly confident with us going into this game, because you lot can't make those changes. It's either this eleven, and that's kind of it. Unless you've got um, Wilson is coming back, then that might be the change that you'll be able to make. But how how much are you going to risk him, considering you haven't got a big game coming up in midweek? Yeah. No. Yeah. It's a fair point. Uh, so from this 11, Chris, where do you see um, Newcastle, you know, breaking through? We, we didn't do it at Goodison, uh, and it's likely to be the same 11 as, as we've talked about. Where do you see us breaking through uh, against Tottenham and making the difference? I think um, for me... I think it's down that left-hand side. Um, I, I think Anthony Gordon owes us a performance. I think Anthony Gordon, the pressure will be off a little bit um, in terms of, you know, he, he went back obviously to his to his hometown club and I think he, you know, he, he the nerves got the better of him and I think he'll want to go out there at the Tottenham Oxford Stadium and really put up a, up a performance. Um, we know how good Pedro Porro is going forward. I think defensively, um, I don't know whether he's going to have to be careful not to be too adventurous because Anthony Gordon will look to push, um, you know, push Porto back as far as he can. And if if Anthony Gordon's in a one-on-one with Christian Romero, I think as as much as I hate Christian Romero, he's very he's very rash. Um, and I just wonder whether Anthony Gordon's going to be drawing fouls on the edge of that box and potentially causing issues. And as soon as Anthony Gordon's in that box. Pedro, um, Christian Romero has got to be very careful um, because we do, and I'm, you know, I'm, I don't think I'm unfair saying this, we do know that uh, Anthony Gordon, if he feels something, he will go down um, and it will give the referee something to think about. So I, I personally think that left-hand side, and obviously Tina Livermento at the moment, who is arguably our informed player, he will be he will be really pushing up as well. So Brennan Johnson's got a you know going to have to really trap back and help Pedro Porro because if he's up against Gordon and Livermento, he's in for a tough afternoon. The centre of midfield is an interesting one. Um, I think that'll be the most intriguing battle on the day um, because I do I do like that Tottenham midfield. Um, I think it, I think it's strong. I think Lascelles is a bit of an unknown quantity. He he came to Tottenham. He it didn't quite work out for him. He went out on loan and he's come back and he's done pretty well. So I I think uh, you know Lascelles has obviously got a point to prove. I think it was it Villarreal he went to Marlon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Villarreal. Um, he, yeah, yeah. So you know. I think maybe you know maybe that experience of going going to Spain has really helped him, um, and yeah, you know he's come back with a, a new lease of life. Um, Richarlison up up top is interesting as well because you know like we've said, um, we prefer Richarlison rather than Son, but Richarlison we know that it's in there because we've seen him play for Brazil, and we know that you know the, there is a player in there. I just think he's not as prolific as Son. 
But if you give him an opportunity, um, you know, he could take it. And maybe Richarlison will think, this is my chance now. This is my chance to really get into a, an Ange Postacoglu team. Um, and he's probably a player that Ange Postacoglu would really like, actually, because he, he's a bit of a bit of a dog of war, isn't he, Richarlison? You know, he, he, he's, a, he's a terrier and he doesn't give up and he's constantly, you know, getting into battles, physical battles with uh, with his defenders. Um, and he, he will he'll keep going and going and going. And as soon as he gets the bit between his teeth, and you know, if he if he hits a little run of form, he could actually be quite a big player for Tottenham. Um, so lots lots of interesting battles uh, across the pitch for me. But I think particularly, I'll be keeping an eye on the Pedro Porro and Anthony Gordon. Definitely. Um, Daz, Keith, any, anything to add for you in terms of the battle where the battle could potentially be won um, with with these two teams? Uh, certainly from a Newcastle perspective. For me, I'm, I'm going to align with Chris on, on Gordon. I think he'll be the, the difference. Uh, but I would love to see Gordon win a free kick, trips step up, puts it in the back of the net, lifts up the shirt to say, how would you like that, Marlon? <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't done it so far, so I don't think he's going to do it. <laughs> oh. Um, Keith, anything from you? Yeah, Newcastle are due a sort of good set-piece, aren't they? A really high-quality set-piece. It's been a while since Newcastle have scored a direct set-piece, so that would be interesting to see. And Chips hit the bar recently, didn't he, Keith? Yeah. Yes. Very yes. good one. And it's our weakest It's our weakest thing. We've let more set-pieces in in the last couple of weeks than anything. It's all mm. been about the corners Ooh. and free kicks. Yeah, I'm looking, I'm looking at your team. Um and I'm, 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 I'm seeing Romero, Davis is not too bad, maybe a doggy, but I'm, I'm not seeing any good aerial prowess. In there's, your there's, there's nobody. Apart from yeah. Charleston, there is nobody. <laughs> and, and even and even Romero is debatable, but there is nobody in that team. And the one thing I disagree on with all of you, I don't think it's going to be on that left-hand side you're going to get the joy. It's going to oh. be on your doggy side. Mm. And because of... if. For me, what's going to happen is I've put Brennan Johnson on that side, but I think Kulu's going to be on the right and Brennan's going to be on the left. The problem we've got, depending on who that midfielder is, Doggy's going to be exposed, and I think Almiron's going to get a lot of space, and he's going to be where you're going to get the joy is if he's one on one with Ben Davis. Marlon, what's your doggy's um, right foot like? He hasn't got one. Right. Well, that's interesting because Miggy Almiron also doesn't have one. Yeah. Um, so if, if Miggy Almiron cuts in on his left, Udogi's going to have to use his right foot. Yeah. So, yeah, I was just interested to, to hear that. So, yeah, yeah, because Poro this season, and a lot of people have exposed, like, Poro's been the most... Like, so what it is, Poro's won the most one-on-one -on -one tackles, I believe, statistically, but he's also been dribbled past the most as well. Oh. So it's a really weird statistic that he's got, but he's really... His defensive game has really picked up, especially in the last few weeks. Um, so we have seen a change, and that's why I think it's going to be down the left. You're going to get more of a joy, especially now that Romero's back, then on that left-hand side. Is Brennan Johnson going to support Pedro Porro enough? or Because nope. the reason I'm asking that is because normally it's Kulu, isn't yeah. it, on the on the right? And I'm yeah. just is that why you've put Kulu on the other side, thinking yeah. that Brennan Johnson would maybe help Pedro yeah. Porro more? Yeah. Well, no, I've put I've put it more that because of I think our right hand side at the moment is probably the most where we're going to get the most joy if we're going to do right. anything compared okay. to the left and Kulu 
Kulu for us has been too predictable. And with Livramento, he's right footed, isn't he? Yeah. 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 Kulu will just cut back. And that's going to help Livramento every single time. Yeah. You need, we need to have Livramento trying to defend with his left foot. And the only way he's going to do that is Brendan Johnson on that side. Yeah. Just making those runs. Just like yeah. a direct winger, isn't it? Just yeah, direct. Exactly. Yeah, the and balls if, into the box, Richardson trying to get. If Ange and the team have done their due diligence and saw that Livermore is going to be on the left, they should they have to put Brendan Johnson up against him and not put Kulu. Otherwise, we're not going to do anything. Mm. Interesting, but, interesting. Well, yeah. interestingly, he said about uh, Miggy because, like Chris said, he hasn't got a right foot, and what he does, he'll run a defender and they'll cut inside here and they'll look to either shoot in that area. Yeah. Make a run in between there, like I said, up against Ben Davis. Ben Davis will be committed in that position. Um, and he likes to make the runs into that area. And it's the bit that I said on the review show, it's where the trippier can find that ball. Yeah. And I'm just going into let me let me get a ball on the pitch. Come on. <laughs> Makes sense. Um so getting those balls in to this area here. So Ndoggy, what what I'm hoping is that he does like to come forward here. Because you'll you'll get Lewis Miley or whoever's playing on that side coming over to protect, but it's then playing that ball in. And like you said, you, what we want is here, is him coming over to be yeah. exposed. So yeah. speed, space. Yeah. Gordon's going to be making those runs into there where you'd expect him to, and it, but it just opens up space to Isaac, and and that's hopefully where we get the service. I mean, Miggy had an opportunity to play him in um, yesterday, straight after Everton scored the first goal. And it was an awful. Awful cutback with his left foot, but we need it to be better in there. But as we've seen at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium before, Miggy's capable of going on his own and, and putting the ball in the net there. So that's kind of what we're hoping for. Um, but we'll, we'll we'll see on that one. But it's interesting, interesting. And we need a performance from him. We need yeah. a performance from him. Uh, we he needs need... to see the ball as more as well, Pete. He, I, I did have a bit of sympathy for him last night because he just never, he never really got the ball. I know there was a couple of opportunities where he was going forwards and it didn't quite pan out for him. But mm. no balls in the box for some reason. There was a reluctance to cross the ball last night. Not quite sure why. Um, at one point, everyone was screaming, saying, "Just cross the ball!" It just yeah. kept coming back across the eighteen-yard box, and I wondered whether Eddie Howard said that to them or something. But he was worried about the counter attack. I don't know. But that's the passive nature of the team. Chris, that's why that's what I was saying is that we were so passive, is yeah. that rather than get the ball in and try and make something happen, we'd just rather keep possession. Yeah. But yeah. I, I, what, what I would argue with that with, with Isaac is he he's he's got to come in here and ask for the ball. We need him on the ball. Him being stuck up here and with these two marking him, like they were at Everton, that's easily done. That's 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 bread and butter for, for centre backs to mark Isaac. He's not the strongest. But what he needs to be doing, he needs to be pulling him into positions here where he's getting the ball and then he's one-on-one -on -one, or he needs to be coming short, getting that ball from Gamera's into his feet to be able to turn. That's where you get him at his best. Or if defenders are being sucked up here, it's coming short, coming short, then going. And one of those guys, whether it's Shaw, Gamera's or even Trippier, playing those balls in behind because he's got the pace to cause problems. So yeah. I would argue that he needs to do a little bit more off the ball too. And that's for that intensity. I want to see him pressing the goalkeeper with his kicks, but running with intensity, putting Romero and Ben Davis um, under pressure off the ball because mm. he was doing it a little bit. He was doing it a little bit. But as we talked about when we had the same conversation about Alan St. Maximin so many times last season, the season before, it's all right. Two players doing the press 
But if the third one isn't, it lets the team down. And when your top man isn't making that press and doing it with intense intensity, it's easily played behind him. Everton, who I say weren't great, were able to play past that all day long. Um, and I just think that was the one thing that kind of let us down there. But yeah, the, the unknown you've talked about here, um, he's picked up form. Basuma's um, uh, playing much better this season, but I think these guys are just as physical and just as able on the ball. And I think it'll be a good match, um, that's for sure. But let's see. Let's see how this all unfolds. Um, we'll leave it there. Um, right, we're just over the hour. Um, if there's any pressing questions, Marlon, feel free. Yeah, there's nothing major. I suppose Ian put in the, an early commentary. He says, how are we going to get the energy levels up in the squad? Monster. Monster right before the game. That's our job. We're in the same um, boat, don't worry. You know what? This game is so even. It's like yeah. unreal that we're both now in this situation. And actually, yeah. there's no excuses. Like both teams have no excuses for losing because you've got injury problems. We've got injury problems. We've both got beat on Thursday. We both are not fit. Okay, you have a more important game coming up than we do. And that's probably the only bit that falls in our favour is that you've got yeah. that game. And Eddie Howe's got to think about that on Sunday. Yeah. Do you think the game's going to start quite slow then? I know you said, Marlon, you start quite quick for those first 20 minutes. Do you think... It may be a slower paced game because of the fact that we've only played a couple of days ago and players might be tired and, and it might be a maybe like a slow burner, like it might be a slow burner into the game because pit players are trying to find their feet. What do you think? So I would have said yes, but we tried to do it against Wolves and we tried to we started fast against Wolves and we were one nil up and we start tried to start fast. I just think we're just gonna start fast no matter what. We're gonna try and score two within those first 20 minutes and we're literally going to come back because of everything that happened at Everton as well mm. Andrew will be telling them just get at them they're wounded get at them and try and see what you guys can get out of it especially with the goalkeeper situation he's played one game and conceded three he's not going to be confident get shots off interesting mm. Let's go to uh, KH75. It says, sorry, but people seem to forget how old Trippier is. As for Spurs' comments, he has played better since he left um, and went to Atletico Madrid and Newcastle. I agree. I, I agree with that. I, I've got no... That, that's what, see, I'm still burnt by when he was at Spurs. <laughs> I will admit, right? And I, I completely agree with that. What, we, what we've seen at Newcastle, like I've said before, if we had that Trippier, we'd have been laughing. We would have been absolutely mm. happy, but we just didn't have it. The best yeah. best that we saw of him was in an England shirt more than we saw of him in a Spurs shirt. Yeah. And then I could bring you up so many things that he did wrong for us in that season um, when he left. We'd fallen out. We were just like, no, nah, none of this, no more. He made so many mistakes. So many. Mm. Right. This will lead us nicely into the predictions because Foxy says, Spurs worry me going forward with Son. They always take the lead in games. But we can, but we can get at them with uh, Udagi, um, Romeo uh, giving away fouls for fun. Five five incoming. Ooh, Foxy. Yeah, interesting. Well, hopefully Son's not playing, so that's part of the argument, yeah. gone, which, which is which I, is a good. Hopefully, I think he'll be on the bench. I think he will be. Oh, do you think? Yeah, I think he'll be on the bench. 
You're convincing yourself now, aren't you? I've got it. I've got it. Otherwise, <laughs> he's got. From, I don't think he's going to play to. I think he might be on the bench. He might be on the bench. Trying to convince himself. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of my Spurs WhatsApp groups. They're saying that he's possibly could be on the bench. So that's why I'm kind of like, okay, he could mm. potentially be there. Hopefully, uh, with all due respect, hopefully hobbling. <laughs> to show support. Uh, that's what we're hoping. Uh, no serious injury, but just hobbling yeah. uh, for this game on Sunday. You know, when it hits seven o'clock, like, he can be right as rain. I've got a question for the Newcastle boys. Chris, Daz, Keith, um, if you had the option, would you um, start with Gordon and Isaac or uh, well, Miggy, Miggy, Gordon, and Isaac is your front three, or would you start with Isaac on the left, Wilson up top, and Gordon on the right? If you had the choice between those two starting threes, what would you go for? Me personally, um, I would choose Gordon, Isaac, Miggy. And the reason being is because I, I just, I, I, I mean, guys, we've not had the bench for about six months. I, I, I want players on the bench where we know that we can turn it around. Um, I do see the value in having Isaac on the left and having Wilson through the middle because you want your, you know, your two main goal threats playing. Um, and I also really like Anthony Gordon on the left. Um, so for me, I would pick the first three. So it would be Gordon, Isaac, Miggy. Can't believe I'm going to say this, but I think it's the third time tonight I'm agreeing with Chris Hall. What is going on? Uh, but yeah, it, uh, for me, it's Gordon, uh, Isaac, and uh, Miggy. But the reason being as well is that that I would be hoping that I can take Isaac off after 60 minutes and then bring bring Wilson off the bench. Bearing in mind with Ace and Milan on on the Wednesday, uh, and just to, just to to give him uh, a bit of a break. Interesting. Very interesting. He. Yeah, it's finally worked, hasn't it? Chris Wall, after these couple of years, he's started to brainwash everybody and we're all under control now. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm in agreement as well. I think if you rush back too much, like if we were to start with Wilson, uh, I just couldn't handle it, another setback. So if he's there as an option, then have him as a sub, if anything, and you switch him for Isaac. Because, again, you need to rotate them. You need to keep them both fit, don't you? Um, so uh, I would go with what's already working you know Gordon one of the players of the season if not the player of the season you you don't change that left side as well yeah, fair play no, I just thought I'd put it out there yeah. a, what, what about you Pete what about you um, no I, I'd probably stick with what I've got uh, what, what we've got but I would I would like that to be an option after 60 minutes yeah um, yeah I think, as Marlon said, making that change would win us the game. But let's wait and see. Um, probably about that time to, to wrap up. We've, uh, we've already gone over an hour. Um, we've got some good questions here. Thank you to everyone in the chat uh, for sharing uh, their comments. Uh, but now we get to predictions. Let's get to these predictions. I, I'm going to go... Uh, I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay with my boys. I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna hope that they're gonna bounce back and it'll be a two-one <clears> win. Um, just a, a narrow, narrow victory for me. But um, Chris, what are you thinking? 
Do you know what? I feel like Keith was talking about brainwashing. I feel like Keith's brainwashed me because <laughs> with, the, with this with this game, you'd always think goals. Like even before we came on the show, I thought goals. And then when Keith, I'm I'm always I'm always someone who likes to kind of maybe it's because I've got a betting a betting kind of enthusiasm. But as soon as Keith said it hasn't finished nil nil since the bloody Jackie Milburn days, I'm thinking. Is it going to be nil nil? And like, are both teams just going to cancel each other out? Because I, I it's, it, it, I think Marlon said at the start, it's one of those games where, you know, the draw, the win, the away win, I could see all three things happening. And I think everyone's like, oh, four to, uh, half four click off on Sunday, you know, it'd be a big game. Newcastle can't afford to lose, Spurs can't afford to lose. And then it just finishes nil nil. I'm like, oh, okay. So do you know what? I'm, go- I'm going with Keith Roll this week. I'm going to say it's nil nil. Keith hasn't even spoken yet. But um, I go next. Um, just thinking back to the time Joe Linton scored uh, when the 1 uh, 0 in, in Spurs' new stadium. Uh, when we weren't expecting it, I'm going to go for a 1 0. But I, and I'm going to stick with my joke. I'm going to say trips for that free, free kick. <laughs> Uh, because that'll just just redeem himself as well after after mm. the the outro performance and the arc mm. will 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 turn full circle uh, and also in, in the eyes of the Spurs fans as well might be yeah. might be the dream scenario. And then we go to Marlon, um, away fan. Well, home fan, away fan on our channel. Uh, what are you going for? Um, I well, the last few times I came on it, I kind of went, I don't see Spurs winning. I think we're at, for the first time because it is that even. As I said, I think we're going to win. I, we need to win. We can't. This will be. We not. We can't go four games without winning at home. And I think Everton's our next home game after that, and that ain't looking good either at the moment. <laughs> so, I think we'll win. Um, and I think we're going to do the opposite of what we've done in all the games. I think you guys will go one nil up. Um, but I think what will happen is that you'll tire and we'll end up catching you in probably in the last 20 minutes ourselves. And I think we'll win 2-1. Oh, 2-1. Mm. I see what you're doing there. I see what you're doing there, Marlon. <laughs> and finally, we come to Mr. Keith Roll. Uh... Yeah, absolutely. Um I would the one thing I would just add about the nil-nil thing. Spurs haven't kept a clean sheet, I believe, sitting in the Premier League since the middle back end of October. I think it was at Fulham, two-nil. Yeah. Um, so that's about six, seven games since Spurs have kept a clean sheet. Um, the G one, the G one, Keith. That's what you're saying. <laughs> and uh, I mean, with Newcastle as well, I touched on on previous shows the away. Uh, clean sheets, the one he had won mm-hmm. in about 15, 16 now in 16 games. So they're just, and I've touched on the issue in previous shows about the away form, which is a big concern moving mm-hmm. forward, certainly if not now. I can see two results here. Um, it's a one, I'm not going to lie, I want this one out of the way. It's a, it's, I've got bad feelings about this one. Um, I can see two results. This isn't going to be like last season's game. It's going to be more like the season, but the game before the season before, and I can see that. I can see Newcastle breaking their um, goalless away form, um, but I can see sadly 
a win to Tottenham, or if it really capitulates, I can see that as oh, well. Keith. Stop there, Keith. Don't go any further. <laughs> to, be fair, to be fair, Gary said exactly the same. Hate yeah. to say it, Spurs yeah. Yeah. The confidence yeah. is not high in no, the loaded camp uh, in, uh, in the loaded ultras camp at, the, at this moment in time. But look, let that be some twenty minutes, Pete, to, to go four one or four nil yeah. up in twenty minutes. And what, gives what, a bit of time to get it to get it back, though. And one of the things yeah. that disappointed me in yesterday's game was. Newcastle had a lot of the possession against uh, mm. Everton, highly percentage of possession, but couldn't really do as much with the possession. And it was all Everton with the shots, wasn't it, really? I mean, mm -hmm. at some stage, especially in that first half. And that was like going back to the bad old days. So yeah. we need to get out this spell and get some players back and uh, get going again. Yeah. Definitely. Um, and with Max, uh, I think... Let's stay positive. Let's try and get the win. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. That was such a boost going into AC Milan. Yeah, it will. Um, but yeah, but yeah. but no, I, I can see why um, because we just don't know what what team's going to turn. The, the only thing I would say in the favour really is when Newcastle have had a bad result, like the Bournemouth one, they bounce back. Can they yeah, do it true. again? True. Even if it's a point, it's better than nothing away from home. So can they do that after that? Capitulation against Everton. Mm, mm. That's a good point. That mm. interesting. But well, we will see. We will see. Um, thanks to everyone in the chat putting your comments in um, and for sticking with us uh, tonight for the double header. Uh, make sure you go and watch the uh, Everton uh, re review um, through gritted teeth. But uh, but but watch it because uh, there's some good conversations in there, I'm sure. And um, um, thank you to you, Marlon. Um, plug your channel. Where can we find you, mate? Yeah, you can find me on South Ukois TV. Uh, we do a rival show on a Wednesday, so and we are always looking for new. We've had two Newcastle fans on so far, but every Wednesday about nine thirty, we talk to Arsenal fans and Chelsea fans and things like that. I'm not on it, but my two co-hosts are. So on a Wednesday, it's great. Um, come over on Sunday as well at nine o'clock. We do a match reaction as well. So especially if we lose, we're great fun. Um, um, but I'm. You can find me on Sunday. I'll be. I'll be on. We are Tottenham TV doing the watch along for them. Two boys on that as well. So yeah, come over and check me on over on there. But just a bit of a bad omen for you. Like I've done that three times this season. Two home games. We've won them two nil, and this will be my third. So no, Marlon. No. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> Congratulations, Marlon. You were a winner. You were, we've given you a prize for for Sunday. <laughs> but now, yeah, you got a ticket for the game. You need to get to the game. <laughs> oh, no, no, forget that. I'll, uh, I do watch alongs now. <laughs> so they're, they're much easier to take. <laughs> but now, yeah, come over, find us there. Um, yeah, you don't have to watch all our stuff that we do, but we do do that. Rival show is probably the one. If you're going to come over, come and watch. And we do try and vary the fans we get on. We don't have the same ones each week. So, and it's just really like random that we who we get on. <laughs> Fair play. Fair play. Go and give it a watch and show some support to, um, to Marlon on his channel. Um, as well, Keith, massive thanks to you for your stats. As always, and opinions on new, all things Newcastle. Um, hope you're wrong in your predictions. As I normally say most weeks. I want to be. Yeah. I want to be again. I want to be wrong again. 
I've never wanted to be so wrong in my life for the next the last <laughs> game. Just, just, just make us wrong again, please, Lord. <laughs> you know what to do, anyhow. You know what to do. And, um, yep, yeah, obviously, boys, it's been a pleasure, as always. Um, that's for sure. And I think give a shout-out to our sponsors on the way out. Um, Radiatorshed.com. Thank you to Russ and the team for all their support. Um, yeah, I think it's about right we put Marlon in prison. I think that's where you need to be, so you're not there on Sunday. Uh, <laughs> therefore, you're not looking um, at anything Newcastle United Tottenham related. But um, uh, massive thanks to Russ and Radiator Shed. They provide top quality materials, um, all designed and manufactured in Italy, and aluminium rads are environmentally friendly as well. Um, I don't think I have the pictures that you've got, Daz. I think you've got... Um, all the other ones on the other um, on the other brand, but uh, uh, there's a few. Check out, few... check out the yeah, check out the brochure uh, on, on the radiatorshed.com. You yeah. get all the latest pictures as well. If you're in the market for, for radiators, there you go. And you got um, bathroom design H2O. Uh, massive thanks to um, to those as well. Our other sponsor, uh, the Northeast largest suppliers of Villaroy and Botch bathroomware. Team by the gate said over 20 years established and ran by the family. So make sure you get down to the showroom on 11th Avenue, Team by the gate estate in Gateshead. Um, and yeah, we'll give Marlon a shower while he's there. Uh, whilst we look at some of the fantastic bathrooms uh, that are available. Um, so make sure you get involved in that as well. Um, if you haven't already, uh, make sure you scan and sign up for uh, our free um, NUFC newsletter, only from Newcastle World, Jordan, Liam and the team. Uh, make sure you show some support for, for those guys too. Um, that's it, lads. Um, hopefully, we get the three points on Sunday. Let's wait and see. Hopefully, some of our predictions are right. Hopefully, some of them are not. <laughs> hopefully, some of them are not. But, uh, um, look, let's wait and see. But um, hopefully, we, we, we show a performance where we're going in the right direction. That's the most important thing. But um, until then, we do love playing away. Uh, Chris, take us away, fella. How do you like that? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah.